Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission, to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. everyone and welcome to the never open podcast the podcast open to everyone my name's luke i am your host of the never open podcast and with me as always is my co-host mr andy say hello mr andy hello my name is mr andy is that just smooth or what soft rock on 97.5 on your fm dial welcome to the smooth open podcast oh that doesn't sound good never mind (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, there are ways people can contact us if they wish to, but this is Never Realm, so uh, listen to the so previous episode for all you. that. But uh, you can still give us money. Uh, do that. Uh, Teespring store, buy it, never merch there. Do it. Please. That would be very nice of you to do that. How are you today, Luke? I'm doing <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'm doing very well. Doing this podcast with you seemed like the logical thing to do. <laughs> We'll see. We're going to go through it. We're definitely going to go through it. So, yes, uh, a lot of people are probably going to expect us to talk a lot about Star Trek, and that's definitely going to happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's make this a bit uh, New Japan heavy at the start. What do you say? And, uh, Lord. Do some news. Like a, what? a million things going on in Japan. You know, a oh. million. You know, obviously, big tragedy in Japan. You know. With, uh, Shinzo Look it Abe. up if you're interested. Yeah. In, it's terrible. Ex prime minister was assassinated. Obviously, that's terrible. Um, I don't know how, if that's going to affect wrestling or anything, which is what we're here to talk about. If it does, we'll cover it then, I guess. Yeah. So that's something that's going to have uh, implications in Japan when they're going to really f- fully grasp you or me. But uh, that's, that's all right. But there was so much news. There was a what a press conference a couple of days ago. Pretty much their yeah. like stock. It's almost like they had their stockholders business meeting. Yeah. State of the of the promotion or something, you know, is is very yeah. interesting. And it kind of came out of nowhere. But there's like news upon news upon news. I don't even know where to start. There's a million things, <laughs> like, well, like a million. It's let's crazy. just start with the uh, the nice one of uh, they're doing well. And that's good because if New Japan does well, um, we still have shit to talk about. <laughs> that's true. It's important. That's, uh, you know, yeah, it's important for New Japan to do well for the, uh, you know, for the sake of this. Welcome podcast. to the Noah Open Podcast. Yes. <laughs> so they're doing pretty well with subscriptions and revenue streams and stuff like that. That's like the businessy side of it, which is good, but. You know, and I don't have my brain fully wrapped around all the business ins and outs or anything like that. If you got anything to add there, what about the cool stuff 
which is more our speed, like the uh, stardom shit. Yeah, well, I mean, as far as the that kind of stuff you were talking about, I guess what they were trying to say is that they had figured out during the pandemic area that there's all these other revenue streams they could use and and running shows in America is one of those things and different streaming things that they've done and the the video game, all that stuff's really helped them through the pandemic and now they're on the other side of that, but they're still going to do that other shit, but they're also going to do the regular shit now. So like, that's kind of what they were saying, but there's also like a billion announcements. Okay. So let's go with the first announcement. Um, we got a UK New Japan show. I guess it's been several years, maybe three years, two years, one year yeah, that, could have been. That, that Royal Quest. Know. It was Royal there Quest, yeah, 2019. That's been a while. So they're going back to the UK, and obviously they'll sell that show out. It'll be awesome. We'll cover it, yeah. that's for sure. That's exciting. We have uh, a special show announced in Rapongi Hills. Rapongi, Rapongi, Rapongi Hills. Um, so I, they're going to go there. But the big thing is that we got this other show that was announced. This is kind of, you know, oh, gosh, there's so many things. Okay, here's two more, like, less thing, lesser things and then one big thing. So the other thing is that we're going to have a show where all of the fans get to sit in different sections depending on which faction they cheer for. So basically, so that's pretty cool. That's an and they get like a special ticket with their faction on it and shit. So that's kind of a neat thing they're doing. Um, we also have uh, two shows in Kurrigan Hall on uh, September 5th and 6th, and these are going to be reduced attendance shows, like half attendance, which is what they have to are required to do in order to have cheering, just full on out cheering. That's okay. weird. Now. While that, you know, like kind of like watching the news cycle of that stuff and seeing what people were talking about, Chris Charlton started responding to somebody asking about cheering at shows. And basically what, you know, I gleaned from his tweets is that the venue is in charge of that. I mean, obviously the local government could give him shit for not doing, you know, like if a bunch of fucking people get COVID from one of these shows, that venue could have problems. So obviously they want you know, to keep the restrictions there as much as possible, but they also want to sell tickets. So it's kind of exactly. up to the venue, which is a deal that they have with New Japan. So it's not really up to New Japan. That's kind of how they're passing the buck, so to speak. So, but that's exciting. They're going to actually, you know, they understand that's a thing that needs to return and they're going to make it return one way or the other. Also about that uh, factional seating, man, you know, there's going to be like, you know, you've got your LIJ, your Empire, your Bullet Club, your Suzuki Goon, you know, all that stuff, uh, and chaos, I guess, if you want to sit. But, like, who, who who goes to this thing going, like, my favorite team is unaffiliated Taguchi Japan Hontai. <laughs> what, about, what about the dads? Like, where, yeah. what, you get, like, you have to sit in you the You know we're sitting in the dad section. Like the dad. <laughs> Actually, we don't have to. Uh, if they're Cork and all shows, we'll just be looking above, looking from above Ooh. anyway. So Corrigan Hall is north, south, east, west. So, you know, like the seating arrangement. So I would think that obviously you need to have LIJ, you'd have Chaos, you'd have Suzuki Goon, you know, and then uh, obviously the last one. So that that's exciting because I think that'd be pretty fun because you're facing your opposition, you know, and you can see them. That'd be fun. I like that. It'll be interesting to see like one half of the, one part of the crowd in during this match is like 
on their phones or just arms folded being like totally mad or nonplussed while the other side is being like yes and like water's banned from the show really because he's not in a faction i'm just saying all the fat non-faction people except tanahashi are banned from the show so oh and kushida yeah you know uh there's a news bit about kushida (laughs) so i guess He's only going to be coming to Japan for I, – I don't know what his living situation is, but I have a feeling that he's staying living in America because, like, he's right. taking pictures by the L.A. Dojo and shit and, like, this is my new home, you know? And then he uh, is going to be on Impact coming up. It's like, I mean, awesome. Good for him. I hope he makes all the money in the world, but, like, I want to see him in Japan. I know we got the G1. Obviously, he's not on that tour, so we'll pick that up after the G1. Yeah. Well, you got – all sorts of other juniors uh, popping up and appearing in other things. Robbie Eagles has got shows here and there going down, down in other places yeah. as well. So, you know, juniors keep him busy when it's not uh, not junior season, I guess. But this, what is this music festival? It's coming this autumn. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that's fall for you guys. New Japan will be staging a special music festival, allowing fans to experience their favorite entrance music past, present, uh, past and present to be filmed live. All the past music is just going to sound. <laughs> you know it's going to be like elevated disco music and shit, Fuck like seventies porn music, like some of that. It's, well, it, it's all royalty free. Oh man. How's I just want work? like, look, I'm I'm okay with this happening as long as I get finally the lyrics. <laughs> I just want Max the Max. I don't care. I just want to see Max the Max over and over. Just let him play that song over and over again, and different wrestlers just come out and pretend it's their theme song. What do you think? <laughs> sure, why not? Oh my goodness, Macabe will never go for that. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll ask. Yeah. Well, uh, Luke, so also kind of the most important thing, I mean, all that stuff was very important, but there's also some big news because last week we were talking and we were like, you know, it's crazy. They just have those four matches announced for that first G1 show. Hmm. I bet you they'll add some tag matches and holy shit. New Japan was like, they were like, hold my pencil, you know, like, there you go. Luke. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, do you so, like tag matches uh, uh, <laughs> here's fucking five of them in your face so we got like young lions but you know here's some of the people that are here's what i'm trying to spin it's never round folks so you're gonna have to bear with me here but uh yeah. there is a bunch of new people debuting and stuff so we got tom lawler obviously he's gonna be in a tag matches so like the heavyweights will be in tag matches throughout the tournament as well as it usually is the way that it is but he's tagging with like royce isaacs on the first night so that's somebody we really haven't seen you know proper i know that uh other than ian ian's told us all about him we got bad dutito he's in japan i just saw that right (laughs) david finley's returning pretty cool i mean we'll see i like david finley he's awesome and lance archer obviously and all the other people from the actual g1 but it was just interesting to see, you know, that Royce Isaacs. But, Luke, the most important thing and what's, like, really going to make you happy is, you, you know, we got Team Fisherman there. And we also got House of Torture. And you know they're going to fucking lock horns at some point during this. Oh, they, uh... Not on night one, but it's going to happen. 
Yeah, it's yes, indeed. All right, Akata, Jeff Cobb. Oh, we're starting the first night with Akata Cobb. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. That's the main event. Jay White versus Sonata. That's going to uh, be interesting. Will Ospreay versus El Fantasmo? I oh, mean, shit. that's going to be insane. They're going to they're gonna do the craziest match ever. Can and watch be? Tanahashi turn <gasps> the uh, full Nelson into a sling blade. Shit. Good call. He's got to lose. Hinari's got to win that match. If he doesn't, come yeah. on, right? He's got to win. And then he's got to win C block that David Finley isn't in for some reason. <laughs> he can't retain his trophy. Someone new every time. Must be the C block champion. All right, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look at the cards for every show, but I'll, I just did that first one just to see the tags and stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we we'll, we'll just hit those pretty quick, smart, and then focus on the uh, on the tourney matches. Sweet. So I guess we're not gonna. That, that would be weird because that would mean if it was only four tournament shows, well, the show could only go for a maximum of two hours, well, including themes and you know, entrances and shit. And then not every match is going to go for 30 minutes anyway, so... Right. Yeah, I knew that they'd it. add something. I didn't think it would be, you know, an hour and a half, two hours of wrestling, but I'm just concerned about getting to work on time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I... I yeah. That's definitely a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I gotta say, it's like wrestling blue balls to be like, you know, in the semi-main and have to jump in the shower. You know what I mean? You're like, fuck, I got to go to work now or whatever it is. You know, sometimes, Luke, I've even gone so far as to get up just an hour before the show to get ready for work and then sit in my work clothes and tweet and watch the motherfucking wrestling, okay? I'm dedicated. Uh, yes, you are. I appreciate that, which is, you know, that's good for the podcast. So there was something interesting that I read where, um, and I think it was sparked, by uh, Forbidden Door and the, the fact that uh, even though it was a New Japan uh, AEW show and it was mostly a, a, an all-male card, well, that was enough that AEW, AEW put a women's title match on it and that kind of made Japan go, hmm, yes, this is an expectation that fans in other countries have. Because I know they've got a different system there, like they, they've got all women promotions and all men, yeah, that's fine. But they've, they've, they've realized that, oh, it's an expectation in other countries that it's not just men wrestling men. There should be some w women matches in this show as well. should be prom promoting as many different people as you can. So they've taken that on board. And when we're going to have, like, uh, New Japan shows in America, they're going to put starter matches on them. So, yeah! Fuck yeah. Luke! Not only are they going to do that, there's going to be a Stardom X New Japan show. And it's supposed to be mixed tags. All right. We're going to see like Starlight Kid, you know, tag with Hiromu. Or we're going to see my dream. Lady C is tagging with Taichi. And Miho Abe, she comes out. She's not happy. <laughs> that's, that's what I want to be angry. That's right. That's she'll try and trip. She'll try and trip the stardom lady's leg or something. Oh, she, I hope so. <laughs> so yeah, that's awesome. That's that there's going to be a joint show. Look, there's just one thing that 
like if they're looking for revenue streams, they're looking for eyes on their product. I do believe I have said this a few times. Do a wrestle universe and put stardom on the same service as New Japan World, and all of a sudden you've got thousands more eyes on stardom that it's, we're already watching. In fact, Luke, it would be a lot easier for me because then I wouldn't have to have two streaming services for wrestling, and then I could just, oh, there's no New Japan for a week? Oh, fuck. Oh, there's a stardom show on tonight. Oh, cool. Here's something that I don't know if we've ever talked about, but, like, New Japan is the number one professional wrestling outfit in Japan. Do you know what number this is two great. is? I do, and only it's because not, I even... It's not Noah. No, it's Stardom. It's fucking Stardom, right? So they're their own yeah. thing. That's why... That's kind of why. I figured out that's kind of why. They're their own thing. It's like WCW and WWE. It's like, nah, we're not going to join forces. Fuck you. You know, we're our own thing. And that's kind of something that I, I dig about Joshi Wrestling in particular, is they're like, it's our thing, you know? And yeah, they want to be on these shows and stuff like that, but they want to do that so they can get more eyes on stardom on their network, you know? That's so. <clears throat> but I agree Look, with you. Obviously, I, I want to watch it and I want to just pay one price. That would be awesome. Yeah. I'm sick of having a fucking streaming service for everything i want to watch five different shows well congratulations luke they were all on different streaming services oh for fuck's sake isn't that the deal it was like uh when we all had cable we were like god i wish i could just pay for like one channel you know i only watched two or three channels but i wish i could pay well here we go you know you know here what do you are. mean i gotta what do you mean i gotta you know, get get all these shitty channels. Yeah, yeah. I just want right. Why do I have ESPN <clears throat> four? You know, or whatever. I I don't need to see the the fishing. You know, uh, hunting network. I don't want that. I don't need country why, music television. You can keep that one. You know. Why am I paying for commercials on my fucking pay <laughs> TV that I pay for? Why is there commercials <laughs> smearing their feces oh. all over the shit I pay for? Get out of here. Oh, I, we we got a kind of cable brand in Australia. It's called Foxtel. I'll just tell you this quick little story. It's in between jobs at the time. And I thought, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll try and get a call center job at Foxtel, which is just like ringing people up and being like, hey, do you want Foxtel? Anyway, uh, during the group interview process, I, I dumbly made the comment, do we get the version of Foxtel that doesn't have commercials? Because uh, employees get free Foxtel. And, uh, yeah, so uh, do we also get no commercials is what I said. And I did not get the job, believe it or not. Aww. Uh, which, that's uh, pretty that's, funny. That's... Like, did you know in, like, England, they, it's, like, illegal to advertise, like, in within the actual show? So, like, all the commercials are, like, in the end of the show. And uh, you can't have product placement, which is pretty cool. So if you like watch the the Office or something like that from England or Saxondale, which I highly recommend, you know anything with Steve Coogan, it's awesome. And uh, nice. you're watching it, and he, you know, doesn't have any, you know, there's no, he's not holding the Sprite can ever or anything like that. It's very interesting. It's almost like when you drive through a neighborhood where all the power lines are buried, and you don't really <laughs> notice the difference. You just kind of like, I like this place a lot. You know? <laughs> so. What's the you just put me on a Steve Coogan? What's that character that he plays? He's a total knob. 
He does oh, radio wow. and TV. It's so amazing. Uh, knowing me, knowing you. Uh-huh. Uh, what the fuck? Everyone listening right now. The, yes, uh, he's amazing. Have been like, I've watched the shit out of that guy. It's, um, you know, the guy. <laughs> which, by the way, I watched the newest series, which is on like HBO Max, I think, I or something it. like that. So it's Alan pa- it? Alan Partridge. Alan Partridge, God damn it! Yeah. So I, you know, years ago, Luke, when Netflix was the thing where they send you the discs back in the day, like you know, early two thousands, they had that knowing me, knowing you show, and I got that, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Tremendous! And the most recent one that's on HBO Max is so funny. <laughs> it's amazing. You like Alan uh, Partridge? I, I do. I haven't seen everything, but uh, it, it, what I have seen, I really like. He did this. The last Alan Partridge thing I saw was when he was doing some kind of like morning show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of doing a worse job of it than, say, Piers Morgan. He gets in was. trouble. He gets himself in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, it's just a spoof of all those really dumb morning breakfast, you know, today shows. That uh, that are on. That's that's the last one I remember. It was fucking awesome. He's but uh, yeah, man, surprised. I didn't know. I didn't know. I uh, didn't know Steve Coogan was all that well known in America. So that's pretty He's cool. Not, well, I don't know. I I really like Hamlet too. I got like on a Steve Coogan phase. Like I I got that movie <laughs> somehow. I just like ended up getting Hamlet a movie from Netflix. And I was like, I'm gonna fucking watch everything. And then like the trip came out. He's she's only sixteen. Yes, oh, <laughs> like all that shit, and I was losing my mind about how funny he was, and I watched all of his shit. And Hamlet Two is really funny if you've never seen that. Amazing. I have not seen Hamlet Two. Let me guess, it's a direct sequel to Hamlet. <laughs> it's like it's a there's like a he plays a, a high school theater coach, but like teacher, but he's real bad at it, and. <laughs> And he just he writes his own play and it's it's the direct sequel to Hamlet. It's Hamlet too. But it's like about Jesus and all this shit and he's Jesus. It is amazing. It's one of the best things you ever watch. Highly recommend. All right. All right. Hamlet too. Fine. It's like Fine. I think it was like one of the only things that he like American releases that he Maybe I'm talking out my ass here, but that he like directed and wrote and everything. I think he did everything on it, so it's like wild. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty good. Nice. So, yeah, Steve Coogan's great. But all right, so did we have any more New Japan? Only years old. Uh, yes, there was, there's also uh, a thing they mentioned, uh, Mr. Obari, uh, Obari mentioned about uh, them trying to do things to get younger people interested in yes. watching wrestling, which is, of course, a focus on new talent and stuff. Also, making, uh, also doing things to make wrestling a more attractive job to get into, I guess. Right. So, yeah, that was like really weird. It was like. <laughs> They, the it, way they talk it, about business is strange, isn't it? It's very interesting. I like it. Even talking about, like, all right, once this wrestler's uh, finishing up their career or something like that, helping them get into, a, a, you know, employment streams or whatever right. like that, like finding employment and stuff. I'm like, 
That's really cool. That's really cool. Can you send Mikami to his fucking burger diner that you bought him now? <laughs> what we're talking about is the president of New Japan. During this press conference, he was talking about the life cycle of a wrestler, you know, and when, like, when is appropriate time for them to begin training with New Japan, et cetera, as to when they might retire and what, how that affects their business, how they can help that. This is really interesting, like, you know, article to read about all this stuff that this guy said. I don't know. It's just, it's, I don't know. I find this very interesting. It's just kind of like, ah, cool. You know? Yeah. Because he says that, like, he realizes that you know, wrestlers being able to still work in, in their, uh, you know, late forties to the fifties and beyond is not common. So they need to take steps to make wrestling more attractive and have things for wrestlers to do after wrestling. It's fucking really interesting stuff. And I wonder if is does that represent employment? What they how they handle employment in other places, or is that just like oh, this guy? Luke, it's so obvious. not in America. I know in America it's all about like no. pissing Don't in bottles know? and shit. Did you miss this part of the article? I mean, like, this is kind of the biggest moment we've been building up to this is that, you know, throughout all this, what they've decided is that they're going to invest heavily in three dads gym. I mean, that's what they're going to do. And then every dad will have a job. And he like he like pounded the table when he was saying it. It was awesome. Yep. All right. Uh, you know, so we got uh, dads teaching classes at the gym, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> Except no. Makabe, who we agree isn't a dad. Yeah, I mean, he's he's an he's an uncle. He is. He's <laughs> that shitty. shitty uncle. But I like that uh, you've got uh, a wrestler retiring, and next thing you know, they're popping up at Three Dads Gym. Like, is it still Three Dads Gym, or does the names of the do the dads on the logo rotate as dads come Ooh. in and out of the gym? Yeah. Or, like, I would imagine that because Mr. Nagata doesn't want to retire until he's 70, that he will be, like, the only mainstay face on it, and then, like, you have a revolving d- door of dads or something. I don't know. Well, I just feel like that if you're three dads, Jim, a dad is in the building. That's it. That's the only promise that you're, you know. So whoever's on the marquee really doesn't matter because there's going to be a fucking dad there one way or the other. You're meeting a dad if you go, you know, to three dads gym. And he I'd be going be there, I'd be going there hoping to meet Kojima, being happy to meet Nagata, and then I'm like, oh hey Tenzan. Well, it doesn't have to be those three dads. I mean, Nakanishi might fucking show up out of nowhere. You don't know. And then as that- more dads accumulate, you know what I mean? There's just gonna be a rotating roster of dads. Gotta catch them all. That is fantastic. You know, I also hope that Stardom's doing some kind of program like that so you can have, like, a, a big gym day. you got a three dads gym and, uh, what, I don't know, fuck it, three mothers it's gym. One mom's gym, Bull Meccano. It's her gym. Everybody yeah. else, fuck off. Oh, Bull Meccano. And she teaches you how to uh, uh, destroy a motorcycle. Yes. Oh, <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah. Man, that's WCW. a that's, check that out. Yeah, I, dude, if you're at Sturgis, I don't think it'll be a good idea oh. to destroy 
a Harley Davidson at a pay-per-view surrounded by bikers. You might get mobbed. You better beat destroy that Yamaha. And then uh, it was a good idea that they destroyed the Yamaha. Man, it might have been Could a fucking imagine ride. imagine the smell? Could you imagine the smell of that place? Oh, my God. This is oh. the show that made, that freaked out fucking Bobby Heenan so much that he got absolutely smashed plastered on commentary. And, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hogwild, Roadwild or something like that. that year. Roadwild. It's before Hogwild. Yeah, it's Roadwild. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's awesome, too, because, like, the, the ring's built on a hill. It's just dirt. So when dudes are are bumping out of the ring to the front of the ring, which is kind of where they're supposed to go, it's like a seven foot drop. And like Ray Mysterio is like, yeah, I'll take a backdrop off the apron. Boom, like seven feet down. There's, you know, like I think Psychosis wrestles on this show and is like doing a leg drop to the outside. It's craziness. Awesome show. And uh, also terrible show all at the same time. That's WCW. Yeah. Awesome. Terrible. All the cruise weight matches are finished. Oh, well, okay, well, all the good stuff was finished at the start. Not always. Not always. always. I mean, Ernest the Cat Miller, you know. Dude, I was a fan of the Big Wiggle. (laughs) Norman Smiley. He made me laugh, man. He was cool. I liked him. I was in an NXT show once. And he was like walking through the crowd and no one knew who he was. And I was like, oh my God, it's fucking Norman Smiley. Said hi to him. And he was like, say yeah. the line, Bart. And then, you know, he does the big wiggle. <laughs> he did not, but uh, that would have been funny. He did to, not. To a, a random person in the crowd. <laughs> that would have been amazing. If just on point, he just does that. You just see him, you lock eyes, he just does that to the, rant, the closest person to him. Put in jail. <laughs> I can put in oh jail. my goodness, Norman Smiley. I haven't thought about him for a while. He's great. Yes, he was. Oh, yeah, he is. He's still alive, I guess, but he's retired now, yeah? He's like a trainer for WWE, as he should. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully he just trains them and isn't sleeping with them like the other higher-ups. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Fucking hell. That's all I'll talk about that. That's just hey! that's just bananas a mess. Let's talk about cool stuff. Hey, yes. Yeah. Woo! Let's talk about what all the cool people are talking about. What Stranger Things for Luke? No, fuck that show. I didn't uh, watch that. I did I didn't get past season one. I didn't like it. Uh, so Oh, okay. Yeah. Season one's awesome. I, You're a maniac. I thought it was so boring. And anyway, yeah. That's just how I found that show. But yeah, well, what's this of, other show? Right. Well, thanks to you and a few other people going like, uh, this one's actually good, Luke. You might actually want to watch it. And those people, including yourself, being absolutely correct. I, I am now up to date, and I, as are you, on Strange New Worlds. I have seen all ten episodes yeah! of the first season. Unfortunately, yeah! there's only ten. That's the only bad thing I can really say ah, about this season. That's good. That's good. They did a great job. 10 out of 10. 10 episodes that were like fucking 10s. This, this show is incredible, Luke. Yeah. It's incredible. It's... Did you believe me when I told you? I was like, it's fucking great. It's no joke. <laughs> what are you doing? Fucking, what are you doing with your life, Luke? Fucking yeah. watch this. And then you started watching you. it and you were like, I'm watching them all. Like the next, next, I told you I was watching it. And then the next day I was like, we've watched the first four. Now we've watched the first eight. Now we're going to wait every week? Oh, for fuck's sake. But it was only for two weeks. <laughs> what a show. 
Why are you like it? Well, it feels like, yeah, it's a prequel to the original series, but it feels like what the original series could be if it was made now. Like, the original series, here's how ballsy they were. Black woman on the bridge. The end. Well, this show could have black woman on the bridge doing cool stuff all the time. And I'm not... I'm not shitting on Michelle Nichols. She's awesome. But you know what I mean? They could actually develop women characters and have them in positions of power and stuff in right. this kind of retro 60s kind of future setting, right? So that's 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 a big thing I like about it. I like seeing them flesh out characters we either haven't seen much or we will get to know in the original series, like Nurse Chapel, Uhura. Nurse Chapel. Oh, dude. You like yes. I okay. I am in love with, with Nurse Chapel. Okay. She okay. is what you don't like Nurse Chapel? No, I was just 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 making a comment. I love her. <laughs> she's amazing. But she's not yes, mine. She she's yours. That's no, okay. Oh, thank 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 you. Thank, <laughs> don't know how to <laughs> So I, I like them also fleshing out characters that uh, like that. Uh, uh, I like there's as someone who's rewatched and watched like original series episodes since I was a, a, a boy. I like all the references to it, and it's not always member berries. It's pretty subtle or in the background or things like that, or just a reference that might go over other people's heads. Charity hasn't seen all the original series, so she doesn't know all the references. So I would pause it and I'm like, "That's a reference to this," and she'd be like, "Great." And then look at the team. Well, I would I would say that it's it's dense enough that even yeah. people that are huge Star Trek fans like me, there's I didn't catch every reference. You know what I mean? No way. And I that's why I can't wait to watch it again. I'm gonna watch it all again, Luke. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do that as well. Because it has that rewatchable quality. There's storylines that continue on, like a lot of modern TV shows, but each episode it kind of feels like an original series episode where they go on a very original series-ish kind of adventure, but it's not always happy endings like like you had to do in old 60s TV. You could do a episode where someone is strapped to a machine powering a planet, and I won't say, I won't spoil that, but all these kinds of really cool morality kind of tales and plays that they used to do in the old Star Trek stuff. It's great. And you get to explore lots of Spock, which is always good because the, the guy playing him, Ethan Peck, he's fantastic. I think this might be my favorite Spock, you know, since I like Zachary Quinto in the first Star Trek movie. He's always mm. good. That guy's very good. It's just he's Zachary Quinto. I don't know if he's actually Spock. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's just the way I feel about it. But this guy is tremendous, oh, especially yeah. we'll talk about it. The finale, they did something with his hair that was really funny. And like a lot of the stuff they're able to do in the show is funny, but it's funny in a way that's like, not stupid you know <laughs> it's funny in a way that's smart and cool um i want to talk about captain pike all right so Please. in the show discovery we learn that captain pike he he learns and we as the audience learn that he has a terrible fate in front of him and it's maybe 10 10 years away i can't remember it's like they tell him it's like about 10 years or something like that he's basically gonna get his body melted and not be able to talk anymore and have to communicate through a chair. And that's from one of the movies. And so no, it's from um, the original series. 
the original series, excuse me. And it's just like a really neat thing that they have going on here. But that's fun. Like all the stuff about it tying to the series is cool. But honestly, I don't really care about that. What I care about is how that makes one of the coolest babyface characters ever. Because this is a guy who knows, like, he, he has he has a mortality. He's basically, like, sick and is about to die at any point. And, you know, it could be anytime soon. And the finale in particular played around with that. I mean, the whole, sh- the whole series did quite a bit. And you never forgot that. So, like, it's just, like, so when Kirk's running around beating people up and doing, being awesome, we, on the original series, we don't know yeah. that there's any we don't know about his son that died or whatever's going on and stuff like that right on this show captain pike is running around being awesome and he's fucking great at it and so my favorite shit is just him just being awesome but we that is always in the back of our mind that we know what's going to happen to him right and so it's unlike every other show that's like a prequel or is trying to you know break you know breaking bad the Better Call Saul is awesome, but yeah. I'm just saying, like a lot of the shows that are trying to, you already know what's going to happen. They like play into it in a way that's cheesy, and this show plays in it to it in a way that makes one of the best babyface characters in television. I fucking love Captain Pike, and whenever he's on screen, I'm just like, oh my god, this is like when I was a kid and I was watching Star Trek: The Next Generation, and Captain Picard is running around being awesome and fucking talking people down. And I'm like, oh my God, he's the best. It's like that again. Yeah. No. It's like Pike knows when he's going to die. So his, his mission up until that point is to kind of make as many memories as possible or, you know, make as good an impact as he can in that time, which is really cool. Really feeds into his character really well. He's plus, I love the, uh, kind of retro 60s hair and the sideburn so that's that's awesome. really cool too dude what do you think yeah the the I mean, like they, i love how they make the original series costumes work in an updated setting yeah. not only that i like that uh, some of the lady actors in some of the episodes will sometimes wear an original series-esque kind of skirt and boots like uh, in the original series so you know, he's number one in one episode, maybe, or Uhura in another episode. So I, I like that's mixed in. Not only that, in in one of the episodes, uh, Pike wears not the usual mustard the top, one. but the green green one with the V-neck that Kirk would sometimes wear. <laughs> like a jacket kind of thing, a smoking jacket. Yeah. I'm like, all right, Kirk, geez. He's like he's on the captain's chair like he's fucking Hugh Hefner. <laughs> what do you think about like the sets and everything as far as like i don't know to me i love it i went one of the things that got me right away was that i always love when spock would look in that little viewfinder thing and he'd be like, he'd be like i love that viewfinder shit going thing. on and he'd look up from the viewfinder and be like captain skirk uh, there's some shit going on over here let me tell you all about it you know and so the fact that they had the viewfinder i about shit my pants i loved it and not in a way that was like oh the thing remember the thing you know it wasn't that it was like i don't know they did it right somehow i, I there's an intangible thing here that it's hard to explain but you know they right. fucking crushed that they reintegrated everything. It like it, it might not be like a direct copy of the Enterprise from the original series, but it's it's enough. Like when they're in the ele- elevators, they got to grab onto the thing and say that what they, where they want to go. 
like uh, little Jeffrey's shoes with those little ladders and things like that. Just scream out, like yeah, the the bridge looks different, but everything's set up in pretty much the same same way. You got a Hura there, you got Spock there. Man, it looks great. Uh, the medical bay looks fantastic as well. It's true. I love when yeah. Spock looks. It's in a thing. <laughs> it's a beautiful show, and dude, I. It was just like during I lasted to four season. I lasted to season four of Discovery, and then I'm like, you're doing the same thing every year. Every year, there's a big space anomaly, and the whole thing's that anomaly. And I'm like, fucking Star Trek used to deal with these anomalies in 40 minutes. Why right. is it gonna take 12 hours? <laughs> oh, I just gonna see Plus, Picard. It's not, I didn't finish not. the first season of Picard, and I hated the lower decks. I did not laugh once. So. Right. I was a bit down on Star Trek, but uh, <laughs> this, this this perked me back right back up. I'm like, all right, all right, Every, all right. not everything they they do is going to be for me. But uh, hey, what was your be. favorite episode, Luke? Uh, it's hard not to say the finale, right? Because it was the most recent one, and it was fucking incredible, fucking incredible. <laughs> Look, I liked. I can't remember the one where. Pike's like, hey, lady, I saved years ago. How's it going? Oh, you guys didn't join the Federation. What's going on here? And it's got to do with, like, uh, children and, and things like that. I can't remember what that one is called. That's really cool. I think it's called Let Us, Lift Us With Suffering Can I Reach or something like that. Okay. Uh, but my, my two favorite ones are the two fucking Gorn episodes. Nice. But, you know, it's funny to me. The first Gorn, Luke. All right, so the first Gorn story in the show, I can't remember what it's called. It, it doesn't matter. But it felt very much like Balance of Terror, like a, a modern-day version of that. And I, I loved that because I love Balance of Terror, which is funny because A Quality of Mercy, the finale, is kind of like, hey, here's an alternate version of Balance of Terror. We'll so get there. Someone, we'll get there. Someone who makes, <laughs> someone who makes this show... Uh, he's a fan of a lot of the episodes that I am. So I appreciate that. And the other Gorn episode, which was also awesome, but had a completely different vibe. It was like aliens. Star Trek does aliens pretty much. And it was an absolute blast. So the two Gorn ones are my favorites, but uh, I don't think there's a single dud in the lot. I like the comedy one with Spock and Dupring as well. That's great. <laughs> what about you, Miss Sandy? What are your faves? Well, I just want to put on record, I did like the goofy one where it was like a medieval like fairy tale. That shit was amazing. I fucking love that. But my favorite was I went over to my sister's one night. She loves it. Her, you know, her husband loves it. We're fucking watching it with them. And we watched the pirate episode and we were shitting our pants laughing. We were like high fiving each other. <laughs> it was awesome. And like biggest pop of the show. There's like. You know, Captain Pike is on the pirate ship and like the main story's going on on the Enterprise. <laughs> so, like he's barely in it, but like he we see him at one point, like making a plan. He's been a, like captured by these pirates. He's like making a plan. We see him kind of start to execute the plan. And then we, you know, skip like 20 minutes. And then like all of a sudden it cuts to smash cut. He's on the bridge. He's got the the helm right but there's all these fucking people trying to attack him behind him and it's the funniest shit ever we were like laughing so hard i loved it 
That was my favorite one so far. I love that episode. However, I do want to discuss the finale, right? Okay. So do you remember there was an episode of uh, it was uh, Deep Space Nine where they <laughs> they go back to the triples episode, right? And yeah. it's fucking great. I mean, it's just fantastic. They do such a good job. It still looks great to this day. You know, basically the characters are integrated into the older episode. And I feel like other seasons have done that as well. This is like the new Trek version of that, only they crushed it. Because, you know, what happens in this is obviously, you know, spoilers for Star Trek. <laughs> Strange New Strange Worlds. Worlds. But like, right, they're like, is that we have Captain Pike who knows his future and thinks he can avert it to save someone else, right? But that's not going to work. <laughs> no, <laughs> because not. fucking old-ass Pike shows up with the goddamn motherfucking awesome Star Trek II uniform. Amazing. Yeah, that I was that badass. He looks amazing. I loved it. And he's like, hey, I'm you. And we get these amazing scenes where he's acting against himself. Anson Mount is tremendous. And by the way, if you've never watched Hell on Wheels, that's another show that stars Anson Mount. Fucking really good. And it stars Chief O'Brien. And the whole, like, Anson Mount's character's name is Bo Hannon in that show. And fucking the whole show is Chief O'Brien running around yelling at Mr. Bo Hannon. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> should check that out. Anson Mount rules. But this dude, I don't remember what I was saying. Anyway, this show is awesome. And, and the... Uh, I'm talking about Old Pike. Yeah, so right, so old Pike shows up, and we get this amazing scene later on. We know what Pike's future is, right? We know he wants to save others. We know that he has this list of cadets that are going to die because of some mistake he thinks that he's going to make, but it turns out that has to be the way it is. And you know, he goes to the future, he learns about all this stuff, he lives the issues that are going to happen if he doesn't do what you know that basically. We'll talk about Kirk here in a second. If Kirk oh, isn't please. the, uh, you know, right. So isn't the uh, captain of the Enterprise at the moment. And But there's this moment that was like, oh, my God. It's the maybe greatest moment of Star Trek. You know, fucking here comes Pike. He's walking through sickbay. All these people are dying because of the decisions he made where he was passive, kind of, right? Which he thinks is the right thing to do, which I don't disagree and he comes around a corner, and there's Nurse Chapel, Luke's favorite. She's upset. Luke's upset. And there is Spock with the same injuries that, that fucking have... Pike is going to get in the future. And it's like the not only does it have – it has, like, implications in six different ways, and you get it immediately. You know, what a fantastic moment in an episode of Star Trek. What do you think of Kirk? Tell me about Kirk, Luke. All right. Before I get on to Kirk, uh, as as I'm watching it as a charity and seeing just how awesome and success it is, I just made this silly comment. Like I said, here's my dream show now for Paramount. I'm like, here's what you do. Well, the original series got cancelled after three seasons, right? Well, they still got two years left of their five-year mission. Why don't you just do a – why don't you just continue Star Trek, the original series? If you're going to do prequels or something like that, do a sequel – do the last two years and fuck it do a couple extra years anyway you know like like it do something somewhere. like yeah. yeah like do something like that and then i'm watching the quality of mercy and boom there's fucking james t kirk right there on my screen yeah and 
the first my first impression when I just saw him, I was like, oh, I'm not sure. But then I just the the guy who's playing Cap uh, James Kirk, he was great. Uh, after I got used to how he looks, because he doesn't look quite like you know young William Shatner or anything. I, after I got over that, I thought, yep, he's got the vibe. They've kind of modernised him a little bit. Uh, I thought he was fantastic, and I, I would like to see more. So if they've already got that finish off the, uh, you know, the original series idea, you got your Captain Kirk now. You've got your Ahura. You've got your Spock. You've got your ah. nice chap. But here's the here's the thing, okay? So we see Shingo versus a young lion, right? And the young lion looks amazing. Well, you know, it's kind of Shingo doing that, right? Well, yeah. we see these scenes. Every scene with Kirk, he's opposite. Anson Mount as Pike. Just saying. You know what I mean? Maybe Anson Mount is Shingo in that situation because I I did like him as a separate take on Kirk. You know, like a whole different take on Kirk because he's not dramatic. You know what I mean? And like Kirk is super dramatic in the show. But like Oh, that's a that's a Shatner thing, definitely. definitely. Right. You know, so he's not dramatic. He's more straight to the point, which is a little different than the original Kirk, which I'm cool with. I like a different Kirk. That's fine. Let's do it. You know what I mean? It's just funny because every scene that's good with him, he's opposite Anson Mountain. It's like only them. It's like them in a room staring at each other, literally talking. And uh, Luke, you told me one of Anson Mount's like fucking mic drop lines he dropped on Kirk. What was that? Tell me that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, like Kirk kind of lays out this plan, which is pretty much the plan he tried. he, He lays out in balance of terror except uh it, it goes really wrong it, it goes kind of wrong in the in the episode the original episode but it goes even more wrong this time and kirk ship the farragut gets destroyed and kirk's like you hesitated you did blah 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 all this kind of stuff and you know <laughs> and pike's like sorry what like you're shipped up you're telling me all this. You're the one whose ship got destroyed. And Kirk's just face is like, oh, it was awesome. Just fucking sick burn. <laughs> but he's like, he's like, fair enough. Yep, fair enough. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's kind of casual. Ship getting destroyed. They kind of take it casually a little bit, which is kind of funny. But I think that one of the things that makes Captain Pike so awesome is that he's tremendous at comedy. He's tremendous at working it in, just like a great wrestler. He's he's awesome at working it in, even in the serious moments. And so, like, yes, you get yes. him... Like, like I was talking about before, like, a lot of the show is just Captain Pike just fucking being awesome. Hey, man, I want whole episodes of him just being awesome. Those are the best. And so you get a couple of those, and that's definitely worth it. I love all the other characters, too. And that's the other thing, too, is that there's no characters that suck. All the characters are pretty awesome, you know? And and not only that, you kind of want to know more about them. And, the you know, the series ends on this awesome tease that one of the characters, you know, like something that Pike saw in the future is about to happen. But he can't change it, remember? Cause By the way, so... <laughs> he remembers what happens in that future, right? So yeah, technically... Pike still knows what the Romulans look like, and he has to keep that to himself. Like you can't, you can't tell oh. anyone. Yeah. But maybe not. Maybe he has to tell everybody. 
to help stop the war, to let them know that they have to be, you know, aggressive. Because you watched uh, Balance of Terror, right? I also watched Balance of Terror. I was also, you know, so something I was struck by when I was watching it is there's this thing that that Star Trek loves to do. And it's like, it's like Kirk looking at the view screen, but it's a close up of his face and like his face fills the whole screen. And, every, you know, it's kind of dark, but the screen lights up his eyes. Right, and then, and, then, and sometimes there has oh. to be a woman on the on the shot with him. Well, sometimes, like, but I'm talking about the specific it, shot where they like they, it's almost like they have a raccoon eyes on it, but reverse raccoon eyes, right? Look where his eyes are lit is. up, and like they fucking did that on the on the finale several times, and and I you know I also noticed they had this in particular you know with Balance of Terror they had a lot of parallels and they even stole lines out of the same you know, out of it for sure the finale, but there was even a, like that part where like they, they finally see the Romulans and everybody's like fucking Spock. They look like you. Are you a spy? And it's just, and it's just like basically a camera zoom and Spock does the eyebrow and they fucking did it in the finale. And it didn't seem cheesy. It was really funny and nice. And like, I liked it. It really worked. And not only that, <laughs> as soon as you see the Romulans, they had original series music plays. Dun, 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 right. dun, 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 dun. And it's a similar thing where they're all in the, 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 the room talking about battle strategies and stuff. And Spock is the same there as he is in Balance of Terror. He's like, nah, we got to blow him up. Spock, of all people, was just like, nah, mm-hmm. we got to go shoot these motherfuckers down. <laughs> He's right. Yep. <laughs> it's, just, it's just awesome because it, rarely in a TV show does – like a TV show like this challenge you in that way. You know what I mean? Usually they challenge you the other way. They say, well, you know, don't fight, be peaceful. Right. But in this situation, they're like, no, we should have fucked them up. And I like that. I think that's neat and challenging for the audience and a cool way to kind of like see what these characters have to go through with in the future. I don't know. I'm excited for the show. I love it. Did I tell you I liked it? I You did. I, I wonder if they'll, do you think they'll remake the cage or do you think they'll reference it as, as having happened in between seasons or something? How, how long is the cage? And then how long after that is the accident? That's what I want to know. It's, I, don't I guess know, I could man. look this up, but I, I keep forgetting. I don't want it's, to know that kind of stuff. I just want to watch the show, you know, because like, to me, it's fun to watch it and then discover those things. I can't remember afterwards because I don't like to, I don't know, like this show, I love it so much. And things that I really like, I don't like to be spoiled on. I don't even want to see a scene from the next season. I just want to watch it. You know, what, Luke, what do you think about the episodic nature of it? About how, yes, there's a through line throughout the season, but it's like Deep Space Nine where, you know, it's each episode is like a different thing, right? A different challenge for the crew. Yeah. Oh, I've, I liked it because I feel like I could watch any like if I just wanted to watch an episode of Strange New Worlds, I could watch it. Yeah, sure, I there's things that carry over and all that, but they're never so big or so massive that you can't just put an episode on and enjoy it, which is quite a, kind of what I appreciate. That's kind of what makes uh, the original series the next generation and to some extent Deep Space Nine so rewatchable for me. Just just being able to kind of, all right, I'm going to put this episode on, and it's going to tell me a story from start to finish. 
not everything that happens in that story is a resolution like character arcs and things like that but the story that starts in this episode generally finishes in this episode love it yes i think i didn't know i didn't know the makers of new star trek could actually do star trek like this and turns out they can and they can crush it why aren't they crushing the other stuff well, fuck the rest of the show. Who cares? I don't care about them. But did you? When's the last time you watched Voyager? Uh, maybe a couple of years back. I got to like season. I got to maybe the second season of the Seven oh. of Nine stuff. Wow. Okay. Well, there's. I think it's season five. It might be season three. I can't remember. But man, they had a run. Like there, there's a good like run right in the middle of. I mean, I like Voyager overall, but like right in the middle, there's a run of like some of the best Star Trek that's ever fucking happened. It's like and it's all episodic stuff that you know. There's one episode in particular that's amazing that comes to mind, and it's where the Doctor wakes up and he's in the future, and he's in a museum, and he gets to hear historical accounts of things that his you know the crewmates did you know and it's very interesting and it's like it's a super cool thing i love star trek episodes that challenge you in different ways and kind of like have different ideas and let you the whole idea is to run around trying to find different points of view right so when they find those i love that and so i I'm, i highly recommend voyager you know to anybody who likes star trek it takes a little while to get on, but after a while it's pretty great I would say Voyager is not as bad as people would have you believe it is, but it's definitely not as good as it could have been. That's not to say it's a bad show. It's pretty watchable. I like it quite a bit. But, you know, it could have been great, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe don't have, <clears throat> you know, Janeway being the captain. Oh. So. <laughs> I don't like Controversial. Janeway. She's- yeah, she's like a fucking robot, you know. So it's like, uh, hey, yeah. robot captain, cool. Um, well, Luke, what what else do you have to say about Strange New Worlds? I really enjoyed it, as we've uh, covered and I've said many times. Well, yeah, I, I felt like Kirk's instinct and Spock's instinct to attack was the right one, especially since like the Romulans are essentially the Romans. They've even got two planets called Romulus and Remus, what? for God's sakes. Never. So, uh, you know, if the Romans think you're weak as piss, well, guess what? You're you're now the new uh, area of Rome. <laughs> Congratulations. They think you're weak as piss. They're going to send you to the god Dis. Yes, right. That, that was a bit of a... Right, that was awful. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do. But yeah, I loved it. Uh, it's kind of criminal. There's only 10 episodes like uh but maybe maybe that's okay because maybe if there was 20 the quality wouldn't be this high but the quality this high you can't complain too much yeah although i am not mad when i'm cruising through a season of tng or something and i come across one of them bullshit ass episodes i love them i love them i i absolutely love like luoxana troy shows up oh i'm fucking in you know what I mean? The Grand Nagus shows up on Deep Space Nine. Oh, here we go. This is my favorite shit. So, like, you know, I I kind of like Star Trek. I mean, like, I was trying to think about it today. I was like, where does Star Trek rank in, like, dumbass, like, pop culture things I love versus wrestling? 
like wrestling's kind of like up there right you know music's probably number one wrestling's like 1a and like star trek's like three star trek's pretty high for me as well uh i'm also a huge doctor who fan so that's a big part of of my life as a boy as well growing up guy yeah the the, the sonic band show what if show started showing up with that screwdriver what'd you think of that dude no i don't know what you do with show i don't want to talk about (laughs) yeah don't show i don't want to talk about yo man charity will bring yo up in conversations just to just to get that kind of reaction from me and i didn't bring him up i said show all right well show just reminds me of just how much yo's a boring piece of water he is off-white but that's (laughs) two years man it's what he does i know so luke um you know i understand that you're the podcaster guy on this and you're podcasting but i don't Mm. know if you could say you know we're we're kind of getting to the end of this but we got an email and you know i kind of wanted to bring in a guest so that he could read the email for us and we just want to check in with him see how he's doing so um can you ring up for us gourmet burger (laughs) togi makabe all right so just just before uh i get makabe on the line just know that he might not be able to read this much so i might take over after a little while all right well that's okay okay well that's not what we agreed to but okay i mean we already paid him so you know what makabe is like okay well we'll see he's the kind who'll take the money then he'll kind of try to stiff you when he gets 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 the building no, I'm not going to take that finish. What do you mean? You've already taken the money. No, I'll take his finisher after taking their double team finisher. That's right. <laughs> I want to do more bumps. Yeah. Yeah, I'll read your email. See how long it is. Uh, I'll read the first three paragraphs. I All paid right. him a bunch of yen. All right, Luke. Well, I appreciate you doing the phone calling, but uh, we have an email from Jamie Coy. Which uh, we, I believe we have Gourmet Burger Makabe on the line. Is that correct? Hi. Hi, Makabe. How you been, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. Look, let's let's do the same mail. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a second. We paid you a lot of yen, and I'd like to ask you a question. And I appreciate if you would answer it. I would like to know, do you die in your upcoming movie? That's a spoiler. <laughs> okay. Did you enjoy being in your? There's a follow-up question, which is you also were paid for. Is uh, is, did you enjoy being in a movie, Makabe? Are you good at movies? Yes, I did. Catering was fantastic, and I got to stab a lot of people. What did they have at catering? Burgers. Lots of. Oh yeah. Burgers. Welcome to the Never Open Podcast again, Makabe. We'd love to have you. I don't want to waste your time. Would you read the email about Star Trek Strange New Worlds that we received from Jamie Coy, please? I'm sure Jamie Coy is going to appreciate Makabe reading the email they wrote and sent in. Definitely. (laughs) It's respect. (laughs) Also... Uh, <clears throat> right, sometimes 
I wonder if something is good because it's good or it's good because expectations were so low it couldn't possibly sink to such depths. Because after season two of Picard, they expected more of the same. Just an incoherent mess of member berries and unlikable new characters. Good point. For, that is that is a very good point. Hey, Luke, shut up. Uh, sorry, sorry, McCartney. <laughs> First episode in, we got Pike thinking about ending up in his space wheelchair. We got some relative of Khan. We got a Kirk and a Hura. Fucking wonderful. Here we go again. But then it happened. A single episode story. Something I can tell a friend to watch the asteroid one. Or watch the one with the black hole battle. No big cliffhanger to end each show. And building up new characters that I actually liked. So much so, they actually made a character death something I cared about. Someone in Picard... Someone die in Picard or Discovery? Probably. Who? Uh-huh. I don't care. <laughs> Take, for example, classic Trek trope. Sitting around a conference room table and talking. They found a way to do that, but it's different. Now we get Captain Pike's space dinner. Space diner. That works for me. Hey. Hey, hey. I haven't watched I haven't watched Strange New Worlds. Why, Markabe? Come on. Do they does Pike make burgers? <laughs> He's not. That's why I haven't seen it. Maybe he does. There's that one episode where he's cooking food at the diner, as Jamie Coy mentioned. But anyway, the show looks amazing. It doesn't feel like they are on a set. Discovery feels like watching actors at Universal Studios theme park ride you regret standing in line for. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Whoever's running, riding, or in charge of the show should all be kept in place and change nothing. It's good because it's actually good, and I was stunned. Ten weeks running. Nice. There you so go. That was from- from our buddy Jamie Coy. He also yeah. added a PS and it says, uh, ra- random fun fact Anson Mount is 49 years old. What? He's, yeah. I know he's got P- the gray hair and stuff, but holy shit. P. Stu was 47 when TNG started. So, fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. Sink, let that sink in, motherfuckers. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that every, email. That email was like everyone. Everyone in America is going like Patrick Stewart. Who is this guy? Whereas like everyone in England was losing their minds. Going really, this guy? That's gonna be great. And it was. Hey man, you know he's hey. fucking Sejanus. Motherfucking Sejanus. <laughs> anyway, that talk, was a tremendous email. About, yes, the the Roman thing you did. Yeah. Yeah. I Claudius. That's amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. So uh, I really enjoyed uh, Jamie's points, by the way, where he's talking about the whole thing like, okay, so like in TNG, they have the conference room and the ready room, right? Now we get some ready room scenes definitely in, in Stranger Worlds, but it's always when he needs to talk privately with Spock. You know what I mean? That's typically when the ready room's used, which is like, all right, cool. You know, uh, you know, big time things are happening when you're speaking privately with Spock, right? So I enjoyed that. 
I don't know. I really enjoyed his email. I thought he, he made some good points. Yeah, it was great. Especially, especially the thing about, like, you know, he can tell people about the asteroid episode or tell them about the one where they're the pirate. Like I said earlier, I was like, oh, the pirate episode. You know what I mean? So, I mean, because TNG, yeah, I mean, obviously you can't see the special spatial anomaly episode because that's like every yeah. episode. But you can, you know, there's many episodes. The Borg episode. Well, which one? Well, you know, the one in season three that's like a two-parter. You know, which uh, which Data episode? Well, Data's Day. You know what I mean? There's a lot of them. It's pretty cool. I like it. I also like this point because I, too, rolled my eyes. I'm like, Lan, Noonien, Singh? I'm like, really? Really? And, you know, then, then she has uh, a lot of backstory that's revealed in the first and second motorbike turn up and down my street that's fine bane of my movie reviews as well they're running away from kangaroos (laughs) they're chasing them with snakes in their hands both those episodes really (laughs) established lance let me finish my thought lance character in ways that were interesting to me so i kind of got over the nunian singh thing (laughs) kangaroos it's not not nunian singh nunian singh it's so confusing Khan. that there's Nuni and Soon and then Khan saying fuck off. Like why? Why you gotta do us like that? Sorry, her name is, it's Nuni and Singh. I don't know. Maybe yeah, she's, she's got she's got so Khan's same name. But they mix Noonian? Like Noonian Soon, like the guy that made data? The fuck? That's too much, Star Trek. Well well that's next generation that fucked that up. That's like, they're I mean, the ones no, who... that's Star Trek Picard that fucked that up. Oh, all right, yes. Oh boy. I didn't even finish oh, season one of that. So those, don't those do of it. you who do are like two it. seasons. Don't do no. it, man. It's fucking awful. Yeah. Um well that was a tremendous email, and I enjoyed Strange New Worlds. It was one of my favorite new shows. Uh Luke, I would have to say The Boys this season was fantastic. That's a great show. That just ended as well. Um I'm also watching another show that I would highly recommend that is like way better than has any business being. It's a show called The Old Man. It's on Hulu. And it's it's like Jeff Bridges. And like he's just some old guy. This guy tries to kill him. And crazy shit happens. And you're like, wah. All right. Check that out. Great, I've only seen the first season show. of the boys. But um Yeah, so I got nothing, man. That was great. Podcasting you got a is whole good. day to go now. You know, I mean, it's early in the morning for you. What's going to happen? What are you going to do with the rest of your day? I am going to go for a walk uh, and play some Fall Guys, not at the same time. And then I, oh, um, it's my niece's birthday. So I think we're going to my sister in law's and celebrate that. Yay. Hey, so something I missed in the news bits. So if you're still listening, awesome. <laughs> you probably aren't, but I mean, okay. Is that Ibushi's injury? So we have an update on Ibushi's injury. It ain't good, by the way. So he is uh, claiming now that he has not done a push-up for eight months. He cannot do a push-up. So he's still having problems. I wonder, I mean, do you think this is a negotiating tactic or something to try to act like he's extra hurt and, like, play it up? Because... In every other sport, like, you don't play up an injury. You do the opposite, right? No matter what's going on. I don't yeah. know. Seems weird. I don't know. Man, I, I do want to see him do the wrestlings, though. 
Yeah, he's excellent. Oh, I can't wait till he's doing the wrestlings, and you're so happy to see him, Luke. You're like, oh, he wins again. I'm happy. Then they book him in the way that then that way that annoys me again, and I'm just like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's gonna happen. So anyway. All right, man. Always fun to do a freaking Neville realm. Uh, I can only imagine in your sweat box you are uh, sweating your ass off because you can't have your aircon on. Not too hot today. Not too uh, hot. Well, it rained I, earlier. So. I, I must admit, I, <laughs> I'm shivering a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I'm... <laughs> and on that note, uh, in Anson Mount, we trust. Hit it!